I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Family, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is Tony Defio right next to me. And this is the Steelers hangover. And I know what you're going to say. There's no game to be hung over. Well, actually, there was a game that I'm mm. really down on the dumps about. And we're going to talk about that ad nauseum, or ad nauseum, I guess. Um, but with that being said, you know the deal with the Steeler hangover. This is the usually, usually when we go 24 hours after the fact and discuss the Steeler game, whether it's a good hangover or if it's like face down in a ditch wishing you're a dead hangover, which we've had before too. But this is a chance to uh, go ahead and have a little group therapy. So no game. So the Steelers had the week off. Good. They needed the week off, especially because of health reasons. They needed to, you know, uh, get everything together and get ready for the 10 game regular season. That is their push to the playoffs or the push to something. So with that being said, Tony, how was your bye week? Oh, it was great. It was great. I, uh, I, I, I uh, did a little work, did a little uh, writing little exercise, uh, went to a party, bowling. Okay, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait a second. You don't have any kids. You're right. a single swinging bachelor. I figure you'd be in Rio at some kind of nude beach, partying it up, well, uh, working on the ladies. No? Well, you know, I always try that, but I've never been really good at that. I'm a much better writer than I am at, at, at the ladies. So <laughs> well, I just stick to my strengths. Uh, well, you know what? I uh, I'm going to challenge you. Uh, we'll get you out. It'll be like Sereno. 
I mean, since I'm married with kids, uh, I need to live vicariously through you. So, Tony, just lie Ooh. to me. That's all I'm going to ask okay. you is just lie to me, and that'll that. be good. So, I can uh, do that for sure. So you were partying in Vegas this weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what they say about Vegas. <laughs> Whatever goes on there stays there. You know, you know what? I, it's, that's actually funny. In my, uh, in my single days, well, between my divorces, um, in 2004, after my wife left me, well, not divorce, I've only had one divorce, but uh, after that happened and before I found um, the happiness that I have now, I went to Vegas uh, with some buddies, to, and it was during March Madness, so it was a crazy time, but I actually almost got married in Vegas to a woman from Canada, and it's not the kind of woman from Canada that the kid in the breakfast club, Anthony Michael Hall, was dating. Um, <laughs> this was actually a woman I met at the bar, and it was daylight savings time, so I really didn't want to go to bed. We went, to the, uh, we went and bought a ring. At the uh, at the gift shop at the Imperial Palace, and we were looking for a chapel to go to. And then the bartender—I'll never forget the bartender—saying um, to me, "You can't go do that." And I'm like, no, "That's okay, man, because if you get married in Vegas, that just means you're married in Vegas." And he's like, <laughs> uh, "Are you an idiot?" And I'm like, "Apparently so." And he's like, "Yeah, don't get married." So. Uh, the the rest is uh, for another time, but uh, you know, uh, crazy things happen in Vegas, and it almost happened to me. And I'm glad that didn't, because I'd be like Ross from Friends and just uh, racking up divorces. <laughs> um, so uh, this is when I, get, I ended up I ended up getting married three years later, and and uh, and I'm really happy with that one. So with that being said, that is a good segue into the Pittsburgh Steelers because you can get off to a bad start at life. Just like they got off to a bad start at two and four, um, actually one and four because two is a part of the healing. That game You're last week up. was a part of the healing. But the big question now is seriously: Can they catch the Baltimore Ravens? And you know, all year long, everybody was like, "This is a seven and nine team. Um, Lamar Jackson is not going to hold up." And I was doing the old Lee Corso going, not so fast, my friends, because I kind of, I'm always wary of the Baltimore Ravens. And I actually think that as much as I abhor this guy, I hate John Harbaugh. I, oh, me too. I football hate John Harbaugh. I mean, I don't want anything, I don't want to see the guy get hit by a train or anything. Um, I don't want to see sadness in his life. I right. just, uh, I just want him to be, unfulfilled in his job let's just put it that way and um so i'm just not a john harbaugh fan at all i live in maryland and i know i talk about that all the time um jeff and dave schofield they also live in marla uh, maryland so uh so uh they feel my pain hey i just yinzered maryland i said marland <laughs> hey yins guys down there marland you watching the steelers this weekend that's not bad. I think I, I think I entered that one. Um, but so, you know, with that, we just don't like the Ravens. And I know in in Pittsburgh, in the Berg, we don't love them as well either because they are definitely our arch rivals. They're our Voldemort to our Harry Potter. They are our Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader. But they're not our daddy. Remember that. They'll never be our daddy. Um, so with that being said, there are Newman to our Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. So we've always got to look out for those guys. And they could be 3-11. and It could be the last game of the season. 
and they're going to come with everything they got to knock off the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's vice versa. So, um, look, um, whether you love Harbaugh or not, I'm not a fan of him, but like I said, it's professional hate, it's football hate, and that's it. Um, because he's always been there. He's always been the guy that was on the other side going for a two-point conversion on September 11th, on the 10th anniversary of September 11th, up 34-3. to And it's just it's just one of those things. I just can't stand the guy. You can't stand the guy that's your rival. I mean, they like each other. The players like each other a whole lot more than we do. Right. But there you go. So, Tony, did you watch that game yesterday? I know you were bowling, but were you paying attention to that game? Oh, I was paying attention. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I, I was pretty invested in that game. Yeah, I, I and I was pretty uh, impressed with what the Ravens did. I mean, I, I, I figured if they would, if they won that game, it'd be a, an ugly, you know, Justin Tucker eighteen to fifteen kind of game. But I mean, they really looked impressive, and that's, and it, it was a game I was counting on them to lose as far as uh, making the AFC North tighter. So yeah, I, I, uh, I saw that game. Unfortunately, I remember it. Look, I mean, let's give credit where it's where it's due. Lamar Jackson right now is pretty amazing. He look he looks like a guy that that should be hung over and like uh, having a van down by the river. Actually, right, he right. looks like the try, guy trying to pound to get into the van on the river. And I just say that as just, I'm making fun of uh, just like he looks disheveled all the time. Right. But but my gosh, that guy. As far as a running quarterback goes, I I think he's more Michael Vick than Michael Vick was. He looks like he's shot out of a rocket every time he runs. Every time he runs, he he looks like he's shot out of a rocket. It's amazing. I think he is the most electric running quarterback that I have ever seen. And I saw Cordell Stewart, my friends. Um, (laughs) Me too. That was supposed to be funny. But um, Cordell was electric uh, when he ran. He just didn't have the arm. Jackson has more of an arm than a lot of these guys that I've seen. So let's get back to this. What were your impressions of this game, Tony? Well, my impressions mainly, you know, it's it's the same that you've seen from from the Ravens all year. You know, Jackson, he doesn't look so hot with the arm. You know, he's nine for 20. But, I mean, he just he just can't be stopped. When he, when he takes off the run, I mean, whether it's third and 10, third and 15, these teams haven't figured out a way to bottle him up. I mean, you can make him one-dimensional, but they haven't figured out a way to do it yet. They haven't figured out a way to stop him from running. And another thing that 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 I took away from this game is they're so much better on defense now with Marcus Peters, which, you know, shame on the Rams for trading him to a contender, you know, but they don't care about anybody but themselves, obviously. So, so Yeah. You know, they look so much better with Marcus Peters. And, and, and you know, now they look like a, a true force in the AFC. They look like one of the contenders, especially with, with Patrick Mahomes out. They look like they can really be a force this season. Hopefully I'm wrong. But, you know, right now I, I, I'm impressed with them as an as a, uh, AFC contender. You know what? I, I really am. Um, where do they stack up to the New England Patriots, Tony? And the reason I ask that question is because the Patriots are a team that uh, have never really solved the Baltimore Ravens too right. much. It's right. almost like the Steelers and the Chiefs. Right. Because, right. because the Chiefs are a much better team, especially last season, in the last few years. But it didn't really matter. Anytime the Chiefs went up against the Steelers, they struggled. Right. And so I kind of feel that way 
with the Baltimore Ravens. They just always seem to know how to match up. In fact, they went to Foxborough and beat them in an AFC championship game. Yeah. They went to Foxborough the year before that and almost beat them, right. almost tied them. Um, Billy Cundiff had that uh, missed field goal at yeah. the end and uh, just killed him. But that could have been an overtime the, game. the receiver dropped the pass before that. That could have been Lee Evans. Lee Evans. Lee yeah. Evans, too. So um, that's the thing. And safe to say... And uh, you know, just let me jump in here. I'm not really looking at the uh, at the chat right now. Um, we do have our uh, our uh, producer at our home studio that's going to put some stuff up on the board. If you do have questions, we are going to wait until uh, the designated time towards the end of the show, and we'll go ahead and take questions. But I'm sure this is going to come up a lot, and we kind of want want to see your opinions, and we'll go ahead and post them up on the board as well. Can you root for the Patriots this weekend? I think you have to. Excuse me, not this weekend. There's a bye. But after the bye, are you rooting for the New England Patriots? I and you can't, you can't root for a bomb to hit the stadium. Come on, that's just wrong. Okay? You can't root for ISIS. That's wrong. Okay? So I'm just going to throw that out there. You can't even root for a tie because a tie is not going to be good either. Right. So with that being said, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. And in two weeks, I am rooting for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, not just to squeak past the Baltimore Ravens, but to beat the purple pants off of these people. Right. Tony, what do you think? Go touchdown Tommy or whatever whatever his nickname is. That's really not that creative. Go touchdown Tommy. He, so, needs, uh, he, he needs to have a great game and 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 make the make the Ravens realize they're not a contender. Make them think that they're not a contender because right now I think they do. They, they have a lot of swagger. So, yeah, I'm definitely a Patriots fan two weeks okay. from now. Dave Schofield just put something up that I was not really looking at. Patriots play the Browns this weekend. Are you rooting for the Pats again this weekend? I mean, I'm not really that worried about the Browns yet, but, but yeah, I'm more, I, I, I would definitely root for the Patriots. Take, Here's take, the thing about the Browns. If the Steelers are worth their salt, they could take the Browns off out by themselves. By themselves, right. Um, they have two games against them. The Steelers could take the Browns out by themselves. Look, I kind of expect for the Pats to uh, beat Cleveland. Um, so I'm not going to root for it. Yeah. If Cleveland goes ahead and beats them, you know, I'll take it. Right. Um, because I want to see, I don't want 16 and 0 either. Um, right. It's a little better now that, uh, now that uh, Mr. Third and Fifth, Mr. Big Chest, um, the artist formerly known as AB is no longer on that team because um, right. that would have killed me. I mean, I would have rooted for everybody. Um, but with that being said, I have got to. In fact, I might have even, if that guy was still on that team, I might have still rooted for the Ravens over the Patriots at that point um, just to see, just for that. That's That's who I am, though. Um, I'm not over that whole situation with Mr. Third and Fifth. But, so here's the thing. Let's look at the Steelers now. They came off of a bye. They're 2-4 and four going into a Monday night football game where they have not lost since 1991 at home on Monday night football. To what team, Tony? Do you remember that? 
The uh, Seattle Seahawks. No, it was oh, not. No, no, the Giants. The Giants. Yes. The Giants. Yes, right. the New York football Giants came right. in and barely beat them. I don't think they uh, – I might be wrong on that, but uh, – Eric Green had two late touchdowns, and they tied it up, and then and then they went right down and kicked the field goal. They, they lost the Seahawks the following week. I got them mixed up. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that did happen. Um, so I was in college at that time, and uh, I still – paid attention to him, but I believe I was rushing a fraternity at that time. So watching the games, I had to sneak away to go ahead and watch games a lot um, during that six to eight weeks at that time. But I still got got a chance to see him. Um, so the Steelers going to take care of their own business. Um, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And Dallas says it right here. Whatever happens, got to believe we control our destiny. But you still want to get, get help. Yeah, it's, um, hard, it's hard to control your own destiny when you're two and a half games out. That's that's the only problem, you know. So they need some help. So back to the game, back to the Miami game. So um, first and foremost, it's the Dolphins. Tank for Tua. But the last two weeks, they had chances to tie games. Right. They had chances to uh, possibly win games. And one was against a 4-1 and one Buffalo Bills team. So... This is a team that uh, is kind of, they're not a team you're going to roll over 34 to three. Okay. But what it is, it's a team that's still dangerous. But if the Steelers are who we're hoping they are or, or who we're thinking that they might be, they should go in and win this game. Because if they don't win this game, it's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, absolutely. There's room in the schedule, and we went ahead and put this on behind the steel curtain last week. And uh, on the hangover last week, Tony and I took both Baltimore schedule and the Steelers schedule, and we went over it, and we put wins and losses. I mean, there's a potential for the Steelers to be uh, nine and seven. There's a potential for them to be eleven and five. Heck, there's potential for them to be twelve and four. But that's that is a major pipe dream. But stranger things have happened. But what I'm saying at this point is, yes, they have to control their own destiny. Will they control it this weekend against Miami? Or is this a trap? Well, I don't think they can look at any t- any opponent as, as that inferior to them at this point. I mean, they're missing their, their, their best player. They've had a lot of injuries, you know, to it going down. They, 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 they're dealing with some issues themselves. They're, they're, they're coming off a, a an zero three start, one and four start. Now they're two and four, so they can't take anything for granted. So I mean, they have to come out and 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 play like this is, you know, a playoff game. Which you know, I think any every game from here on out has to be treated as such. Not that they can't lose another game, but they certainly can't um, lose too many more games. I don't think so. No, this the, the, you know, they they have to go out. They have to be focused. And they have to go out and take care of business. Dave, bring up Dwayne Duncantel again. I want to go ahead and bring that up on the screen. Um, Dwayne, you know, had a uh, had a quote there. If uh, David can go ahead and find it, 
we've all been witness to the Steelers catching fire and going on a roll. Dave, that is what we're hoping for. And that's, I mean, Dwayne, that's what we're hoping for. And that's kind of what I've cited all along when I've been saying, and Tony's been saying it as well, keep believing in this team. Um, the only thing I worry about is the fact that those roles that we've watched happen were with Ben Roethlisberger behind the court behind center right. but i right. really think that mason rudolph is working towards that and going being the kind of player that can go ahead go on that role and jeff and i talk about this all the time i remember the first year that i was doing podcast and we were doing the hangover back then it was jeff hartman and i and they were four and five and everybody was on the ledge after that loss to the dallas cowboys in 2016 four and five at week nine Right. And they went all the way to the AFC championship game and lost right. to the Dallas Cowboys. So those roles are possible. They just have to be possible with Mason Rudolph. So that leads me to the question to all of you out there and to you, Tony. Can Mason Rudolph go on that role? And thank you for uh, letting me do the dramatic pause. I, I feel like Joey on Friends doing the smell the fart. <laughs> Can Mason Rudolph? Okay, that's what I was trying to do. We've been watching that in our house. Sorry, um, on Netflix. So here we go. Well, he's the key to this. He's the key to everything because you know he's that great unknown right now. He's he's a, a second year quarterback. He's inexperienced, but he has shown improvement. You know, at, you know since becoming the starter. So, I mean, yeah, because and the reason why he he can be, uh, go in that role is because I think. They're playing like a team now, and they're gonna they're gonna rally around him like they rallied around Devlin Hodges last week. They're gonna they're gonna they're, they're playing much better on defense. Or you know the, the the running game is is slowly but surely coming around. At least I hope so. So yeah, but it's not gonna be uh, it, it can't be Mason Rudolph uh, putting the team on his shoulders. I don't think he's he's there yet. But but you know if they could figure out um, how to uh, put him in the best possible position to win games then, yeah, he can go on that kind of role because that's what they did in 20, 2004 with Ben Roethlisberger as okay. a rookie quarterback. So let's talk about Mason Rudolph a little bit more. I really think he is the key to this whole thing. Um, I love Devlin Ducky Hodges. Love this guy. But I'm not ready for him to go ahead and be the starting quarterback the rest of the year. I'm putting my chips on Mason Rudolph first. I like having Ducky there. I like having him being the guy that could go ahead and come in. But is there going to be a shadow? Is there going to be footsteps behind Mason Rudolph? Is there going to be a quick hook? What do you think? Well, you know, he, you know, when you got two inexperienced quarterbacks, I think, I think there might be an, uh, he, Tom might be uh, more willing to, to have a quicker hook, but I don't think you're going to see that this week. No, I think he's going to, He's going to be allowed to to uh, to make some mistakes in this game and 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 come back out and 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 help the team if that happens. I don't think he's going to he's in any danger this week of 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 uh, being pulled out of a game just because Devin Hodges beat the Chargers or you know the Steelers beat the Chargers with him as the quarterback. I don't think you know Mason. If if, if Mike Tomlin says Mason's his guy, then he's probably going to stick with him for the entire game. Yeah, I, I kind of believe he will. Um... I don't think if uh, I, I really think even if he does struggle, I don't think that there will be a quick hook, but there will be tons of Steeler Nation members asking for it. 
and uh, bringing Duck Hodges in. And something we do need to remember is Mason Rudolph is only starting. Let me do the math here real quick. He is only starting his fourth game. Is that correct? That's correct. Or is this his fifth game that he's starting? Um, uh, yeah, fourth. this would be his fifth game. No, his fourth. Yes, because uh, Duck Hodges um, started against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So with that being said, it gets back to the entire thing. Um, what, not only to beat Miami, what needs to be done? What are the top three things that needs to be done to not only beat Miami, but to go on a roll and catch the Baltimore Ravens? Well, I think, you know, I think obviously Mason Rudolph has to has to develop confidence. He has to continue to evolve as a quarterback. I think that's number one with a bullet for sure. And number two, I think I think you have to continue to to, to let the offense flow through to flow uh, through to running backs, because I think that's been proven to work uh, in the past. It's, it, it's worked last week. It's worked last year it worked in 2016 2017 so you have to keep doing that and number three i think you have to uh you have to continue to get better on defense you know you have to continue to be a, a um an aggressive defense an opportunistic defense keep getting after the quarterback you know so i think those are the top three things that have to happen or continue to happen for the steelers to beat miami and to get on a roll and you know what i love it uh michael tool says that bad our defense is ranked eighth in the nfl our offense needs to step it up to catch the D. I think that's the number one thing. That defense needs to keep doing that. Um, I still contend that this team can keep on going without the services of Stefan Tuitt. I would have loved to have had those services there, but I'm comfortable with the backups that they have in place more on the defensive line than anywhere else on the team to right. go ahead and lose a player. Um, right. And we Very talked deep. about that last week. Um, so going forward, I agree with everything you said there. What's going to ha have to happen in Baltimore? They definitely have to lose to the Patriots. Yeah, they have um, and the reason I feel that is that's got to knock them down a peg. Um, you really because this game's in Baltimore too, so that's mm -hmm. going to be that's going to be a huge deal, um, and that's coming off of a bye, which makes it even more dangerous. Um, I'm still thinking that I, I'm sure the Patriots going to be favored in this game. It's just pretty scary, if you ask me. But I love the fact that going forward, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers controlling their own destiny that you have a team that has a defense that seems to have found themselves. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They seem to have the right pieces to the puzzle that fit. Um, those uh, first-round picks are starting to pay off. First-round picks from other teams are also starting to pay off in there. Um, it's, it's looking pretty exciting. They're not going to really go out and make a trade at this point because they've made the trades. They can't right. completely 
deplete, um, and they're not going to completely deplete next year's draft. Right. The Marcus Peters things that was that was a killer for the Steelers. Um, yeah. Because uh, not a killer, but that was definitely a nail, not the last bo- nail in the coffin. It was a body blow. It was a, a yeah. pretty vicious body blow. Yeah. Do you, do you remember uh, what was the video game uh, with uh, Glass Joe? Um, punch out, punch out, body blow, body blow. <laughs> I feel like I was playing, I was back in 1986 playing punch out. <laughs> and then it later became uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. But I feel like there was, that was a huge body blow. Right. But, you know, so they got stronger on defense, but the Steelers got stronger on defense when they brought in Minka Fitzpatrick as well. Right. Right. When they brought in Steven Nelson, when Vince Williams came back. That's where you've seen it because this is a much different defense than than what happened in week one and week two before BM, before Minka. Right. Let's call it BMF because BM sounds too weird. Um, so anyways, Justin Rock says James Washington and Nick coming back this week should help that's, the offense quite a bit. That's a very bit. good point. That's a very good point. I agree totally. That helps open up things. Um, I'm not sure about Jalen Samuels. Um, and Dave, I want to ask you this question here. So if you want to go ahead and put this up on the screen when you have the answer, um, does everything go back to normal with the Mike Tomlin press conference tomorrow? Um, I assume that it is going to be tomorrow, Tuesday, week of the game, have the normal schedule. But if I'm wrong, let me know on that. So we would probably find out more about the injury situation. I think uh, having Jalen Samuels come back would be, you know, something that would be a benefit to this team. And Dave goes ahead and confirms that, yes, the conference is tomorrow. Um, However, if Jalen Samuels does not quite come back, there's a higher confidence level now in BSJ, Benny Snell Jr., that after that, after he got a lot of work in that Charger game, there's, there's seems to be a possibility that that guy could go ahead and take a role and uh, take some onus off of James Conner. He is not quite the receiver. We saw some splashes of good receiving plays from him in the preseason, but Jalen Samuels kind of takes it to a different level, but with Benny Snow Jr. in there too, you have some depth. Um, With that uh, being said, um, we'll go ahead and bring this up too. Um, BTSC Steelers Radio, and that is Dave piping in for us. Samuel's likely out about a month. So uh, is that a is that just two more weeks, or is that just a month from the beginning? Um, so we'll just go ahead and have to uh, see about that going forward. I knew he was going to be out a while. Um, so as we uh, as we go further along here, um, we're coming close to the half hour mark. And uh, oh, that was not wow! That was not Dave Schofield. So that means that one Jefferson Hartman might be in the mix here, helping us out there. So uh, um, the boss is watching. Oh yeah, okay, all right. Here we go. And I I usually don't pay much attention now that we have Dave here. This is Jeff. Don't ever call me Dave again. So Jefferson David Hartman, um, just I didn't call him Dave, um, helped us out there. So I I do appreciate that. Um, so there you have it. So in uh, this is going to be an abbreviated show, and the reason that it's going to go ahead and be an abbreviated show is because we came off. We don't have really 
anything new from the Steelers, um, a few things here and there. So if you do have any questions, um, go ahead and throw them up. Um, I'm going to bring up Felicia here. The elephant in the room will be Anthony Ciccolo, and will he be placed on the commissioner's exemption list? Um, look, I am going to go ahead with Fel uh, Felicia. I'm going to go ahead with Anthony Ciccolo's situation. I kind of don't know the entire situation, just everything that we posted on BTSC, everything that Anthony has come out and said. Um, I'm not taking uh, – the only stance that I'm taking is that uh, any form of uh, domestic violence is wrong. I'm sure there's going to be an extreme investigation by the Steelers and by the commissioner. So we'll see what will happen in that. I'm not sure exactly where they're going to go on this, but anytime there's an accusation, there's a lot of gravity to it to me. And I have zero tolerance for it. And um, you would kind of assume that uh, there may be zero to tolerance from the organization. But we've also seen in the past it, there was not always zero tolerance, and we could talk about uh, James Harrison and uh, with his situation. Some people want to bring up the Ben Roethlisberger situation. Kind of a different animal there, so I don't really place that in this bucket because there were accus accusations that were never never charges were brought in on that. So we will go ahead and see on that. That's the best that I could say on this. Um, Real quick, Tony, any, anything on that? Well, I mean, in, in, in the modern era with social media, you know, it, it might be harder for them to move forward because, you know, when, when something like this comes out, you know, it's, it's the, you know, people, people want, want them to, to, to cut ties right away. And, and, and the pressure is always what might be on them to cut ties. And, and since he's not, you know, a, a player of the caliber of James Harrison, you know, unfortunately, that's how you have to view it in, in, in many ways. He, he might he might be expendable just, just from a PR standpoint. And, and very well could. Um, Dallas Quinley asked, could this be Washington's big game? If he's healthy enough, um, he does a lot of things. He gives them an opportunity to go deep. Um, also opens up space for Deontay Johnson, opens up space for Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, any, any thoughts on uh, James Washington, uh, number 13, Tony? I've been I've been waiting for a year and a half for him to, to him to really break out. I mean, I want I want the preseason James Washington to come out. He, him and the, you know the, the the chemistry between him and Rudolph from college is well known and in the preseason. So I think it's time. If definitely they're definitely playing the right opponent, that's for sure. Somebody has to have a big game. Why not be James Washington? $2 from Snowman, and remember, we do have the BTSC chip jar, and that is our super chat function that you can go ahead and uh, get your question to the head of the class, much like the uh, 1986 sitcom starring Howard Hessman from WKRP in Cincinnati, and also had Mike Tyson's uh, future wife, uh, Robin Gibbons, on that show, actually, um, you can go to the head of the class, so stupid 80s reference I just had to put in there, <laughs> who replaces Chick? Right now, it has to be Ola, right? Ola Denny. It would have to be Ola. I think now yeah. we, we've seen up there, we have gone and seen um, Big Rush said that Tony could go ahead and, and replace him. So, Tony, uh, you are uh, you might have to get in shape. Well, People have been suggesting go ahead and trade a seventh-round pick for Tuzar Skipper, which would be <laughs> – I mean, people want Tuzar Skipper back. That would be funny um, if they did that. Cause it, wasn't that what they traded? Or did they, did they cut him? 
No, they they caught him and they were going to sneak him back oh, on, yeah, and yeah, then the right, whole yeah. Devlin Hodges situation right. with Ben going down. That's what happened. Right. Um, from BTSC Radio, what will the Steelers' record be after this three-game homestand? They talked about that on their Q and A last night. Um, so that's a question from Jeff there, um, Tony. We've kind of we've kind of looked at this. So let's talk about the homestand real quick. And it is the Dolphins, the Colts, and the Los Angeles Rams on a three-game homestand. They're three and four right now. What's the record going to be? Well, I think I think they can realistically take two two of those three games. I look for them to beat the Dolphins and, and the Rams, and maybe fall to the Colts because I think the Colts are a really good football team. But I think the Rams coming in here uh, from the West Coast might be a. I think it's a one o'clock game, so that might be a, a, a tough. Thing for them. Of course, we said the same thing about Seattle in week two. But, uh, yeah, I think I think they're going to be four and five after these uh, next three games. Um, you know what? Maybe I'm drinking the black and gold Kool-Aid. Um, there's a part of me that thinks that they could go ahead and sweep this. Then there's the, you're right. <laughs> the other part that, that agrees with you at two and one. It's got to be at least two and one. They can survive with uh with five losses and so they could survive with five and five going forward because remember living in the past but that four and five just three years ago um kevin shin asked how do you think the running game is going to evolve after nicks is thrown back into the game that's a weird one for me tony and the reason that's weird is because he didn't really have that much action in the first two when he was in there especially in the first game so um i'm gonna ask you do you think Knicks will be a factor? And do you think, and I'm thinking it's on Randy Feetner to go ahead and make him a factor to strengthen that running game? Because I think that is something that really need going forward. So uh, go ahead, Tony Defia. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about bye weeks is it gives him a chance to figure some things out. And, and you want to simplify things for Rudolph. You want him to evolve as a quarterback, but you also want to want to make the game uh, simpler for not just for him, but for the entire offense. I mean, they're struggling you know, the receivers are struggling. So you want to, you want to really establish that, that ground game. You want, you want to, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you don't want to run it 35, 40 times, but you want to definitely make it a bigger factor. And, and, and you have a pro bowl guy in there with Knicks. I mean, put him, put him back, not every play, but he definitely should be in there more than, than he has been. So you, you don't have Ben in there, you know, you don't have, uh, the need to always go shotgun sidecar all the time. So yeah, I think he could definitely be a, a help that running game evolve. So uh, let's go ahead and bring up another question here. A lot of people were talking about the trade deadline. Um, Alex Flores asked, should we be in the market for a receiver? You know what? If you could get one for a sixth or seventh round pick, right. maybe. Um, because I think any of those picks are uh, are expendable at that point. And um, a lot of people have uh, thrown in. Noah Nichols throws up. Uh, should we trade for Mohamed Sanu or someone like him? Hey, that's not the worst idea in the world either to uh, bring another guy in here. It, it, it's funny though, Tony, and I'll let you elaborate on this. A lot of those receivers coming in midseason, it takes them a while to go ahead and get acclimated. I think uh, even Amari Cooper last year, it took him a while to get acclimated to the Cowboys. He erupted. I think he erupted on Thanksgiving Day about right. three or four weeks um, later. Um, some people said uh, Sean Manahan just says Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so there are guys out there. Um, it's, it's really interesting that, that there's guys out there, um, but I'm saying it's going to be a it can't be higher than a, than a six. 
Right. Can't even be a fifth at this point because I. Right. Um, Chris saying no, we shouldn't um, roll what you got. So, what are your thoughts? And I, I'm sure that you're going to throw in the Dante Moncrief factor in here as well. Yeah, I mean he's he's a big key. I mean, you know, if he can actually come around and and, and be uh, a guy who it would look like the guy who caught 200 passes coming into this year, then then I think he he could go a long way in helping solve the problems at receiver. But as far as going out and getting another guy, I, I don't think you, you can, you know, risk any, or, or give away any more high, you know, premium picks like a second or a third. You know, Manny Sanders would be nice, but he'd probably be nicer if Big Ben was the quarterback, and, and, and he's not. So, you know, you're, you're asking um, uh, Mason Rudolph to, to, to try to develop a rapport with another receiver. So if you're going to do that, you might as well – bringing somebody you can get for a song, like, like you said, a sixth or a seventh round pick. I don't know who you can get for, for what you can get for that. Maybe a Sanu or somebody like that, but yeah, that's, that's about as uh, all I would do uh, right now is, is somebody like that. Somebody you can get for a, a pretty low price. Dallas Quinley asked, do we use more tight end play this week? Mason seems to like those tight ends. Yeah, I think he does. Um, I think you do. It's all about uh, it's all about the guy that I have the bullseye on, and it's Randy Feetner um, putting together the play, um, the game plan. And uh, what I'm thinking right here is you've got to use these tight ends. You've got to open it. That's going to open up things so much more. I know Mason likes them. I like them. Um, Tony, what do you think? Yeah, and I think I think Vanette. He looks like he he could really be something. You know, maybe not. On, on par with McDonald, but he can, I think he could be a pretty valuable receiver as a, as a number two tight end. So I, you know, that's another thing. Maybe, maybe they're, they're, you know, working out the bugs on this week is, is, is a, a more, more two tight end sets. You know, I think that's what, that's what you have. You, you have to, you know, we, we all know how much quarterbacks love re- uh, tight ends and, and they, they're like security blankets and especially a young quarterback. So yeah. Uh, I think it's time for, for Vance to step it up the second half of the season. And obviously it's time. For the, uh, hopefully they, they can get Vanette uh, more action over the last 10 games. I love this question. Um, what is Artie Burns's trade value? And a lot of people are going to say uh, none whatsoever. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, he does have uh, some very good trade value as far as maybe a seventh round pick. Um, maybe if a team is desperate enough, maybe a sixth round pick. So I would go ahead and uh, and kind of say that I would probably look at uh, if he can go ahead, if he can go ahead and get a sixth or seventh. And if I was a team in need of uh, secondary help, um, not to start, but maybe to bring a guy in, I would spend a sixth and seventh if I had him multiple picks. So I would actually take him. Quick thoughts on Burns. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I hate to see him go for for depth reasons, but I think you know, Cam Sutton's having such a great year. I think he's really made a big, uh, big leap this year. So I think you're you're okay as far as your backup corners, even if you uh, trade a Burns and. and you know, but you're you're only going to get a, probably a, a six or a seven, maybe a six at, at best for for him. Like you said, a team that's desperate needs to fill a spot. But that's that's about you know all I, I could say about that. Okay, and uh, this is going to be our last question of the hangover. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Nap 1963 is my Flood City Johnstown buddy. So we'll uh, we'll leave it with uh, going back home with for me. So where do you guys stand on cutting Moncrief? Doesn't the team pick up a compensatory? compensatory pick if he's released 
that's a third round pick that they would get in the by lose because they lost Le'Veon Bell, LJ Fort, who is now actually playing lights out for the Ravens right now as well. And we forgot about that. We didn't mention that. Um, by losing him, even though the Ravens picked him up, that doesn't matter. It's who you are, uh, the fact that the Eagles let him go. So I'm saying that you got to cut him by week 10. Um, there's really no upside. If you can, uh, I'd rather have, uh, you know, uh, number 14, Tevin, uh, I can't remember his name now, but I'd rather have Trey Griffey or someone else in there um, at that point if you're only going to get one, and I'm going to say questionable reception uh, that he had last week because if they would have taken a look at that reception, that could have gone the other <laughs> way. Um, right. So it wasn't the cleanest reception either. It was a nice effort, though. So, Tony, Moncrief. I guess it all depends on, uh, you said week 10, it all depends on what's going on by then. I mean, if they're still in the hunt and he's a big part of the offense, you know, it's going to be hard to let him go. But, you know, if, if, if he keeps struggling the next two or three games, I think, you know, you have to cut your ties and you have to, you have to worry about the future. There you go. And it is Tevin Jones. Um, I knew his number was 14 and Griffey was 15. Um, so with that being said, thank you to our Steeler family. Um, we appreciate all the comments. We really appreciate uh, just everything that you do for us as far as the moral support, um, giving us things to talk about. Thanks, and Dave. it's great when they lose to go out now it's not great when they lose but it's great when they lose to have a support group like you it's great to have somebody to celebrate with as well so tony defio i thank you for that as well dave schofield and jefferson hartman back at the ranch helping us out on the show thank you so much um it was a pleasure so hopefully next week at this time tony we are going to be talking about well, actually, not next week at this time, because we're going to be gearing up for the game. So maybe next Tuesday at this time, we're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers being three and four and on their way to redemption. Remember, the last time they were three and four, as I live in the past, was 1995, and they went all the way to Super Bowl 30. So, Tony Defio, last thoughts? Oh, yeah, next week, it could be three and four. Two weeks from now, four and four, and Ravens are five and three, and everything looks different. There you go. Three and four first. There you go for Tony, for Jeff, for Dave, for all of you in Steelerland, BTSE family. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and you, my friends, have just been hung over. Thank you, and good night. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.